This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson, and with me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Stiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? Pretty good. Surviving. <laughs> good. I'm, if you can't tell by the uh, raspy grossness in my voice, I'm uh, I'm feeling uh, not the greatest today, but we're going to see if we can get through uh, doing one of these reviews anyway, so... <laughs> so. It's actually just an obnoxious, like, head cold, but it's the first one I've had in a long time, so it feels worse than usual, I guess, but... Or I'm just being a That's baby. how it starts. All of the above. Yeah, I, this is how the yeah. stand starts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But if you come back alive, if you die and come back alive in seven days, like, we will do the friendly thing and shoot you in the head. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we it's promise. The only, it's Please the don't only do any of the thing. other things the men do to corpses in this movie, so... Like, oh, God. Like, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like a Disney. So, Anyways, yeah. Uh, so um, otherwise, how are things going? When have a nice holiday. We just got through Thanksgiving, not too long yep. ago, and yeah. yeah, did some traveling we, for it. Um, went down to Illinois to see family, and had a at least you know it was, it was pretty nice. Um, you know, got to do the big turkey stuffing, big full Thanksgiving meal thing, so that was pretty fun. Um, nice. And then yeah. had to drive home and kind of get back into the regular work week. But no, it was it was good. This time of year is always strange too for like my my, my teaching schedule and stuff. Because after Thanksgiving break, we only have like two and a half weeks or something left of the semester. So it's everybody's pretty yeah. much checked out. So it's been pretty low key the last couple of days. Yeah, same. This is my first holiday season as since I've been a student again. So it's kind of weird living that a second time mm-hmm. but yeah i get what you're saying i'm ready to be checked out i feel like i'm being forced to be too engaged at the moment so yeah anyway. and that's the thing with like holiday get-togethers i'm, I'm convinced that th- at this point like all holiday get-togethers uh, if you have a difficult family uh they're just traps and that the food is the is the bait and it's like like god why <laughs> am i here right because I like green bean bean casserole, and then I stop. Like, but I was the one who brought it. I could just eat it at home. <laughs> could just had it there. Do you guys have a, a favorite yeah. Thanksgiving side dish or a favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner? Um, Eric, um, you start. I'll let you start. Yes. Uh, but... Something alcoholic? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the turkey's quite drunk. I, I don't really. <clears throat> yeah, like I don't dislike any of the food. None of I don't have like a lot of favorites necessarily. In fact, growing up, I didn't really care for Thanksgiving dinner. But then I found out that was really just because I didn't really care for the cooking in my family. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> now we usually do. <laughs> Hopefully, no one hears this. But uh, no, we uh, usually do Corey's dad's family, and he does all the cooking, and it's actually quite good. So I, yeah, I just just didn't have a good Thanksgiving food most of my life. Wow, but. Um, I don't know. Favorites wise, I'm just yeah. I'll go with turkey. Like that's when it's done right. Like he he smoked it on his uh, smoker this year, and mm-hmm. it was delicious. And let's uh, give it a little THC. Yeah. I mean TLC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, bo- or both. Or both. Nah, there was no mistake. <laughs> I lied. I f- right. I fucking love the entire thing. Like Thanksgiving feasts are like my favorite fucking thing. But to be fair, it's like good cooking is like the one thing that my relatives actually did well. I didn't visit them this year. This year it was I, I haven't visited them in a while. I avoid them like the plague. Um, but it's been uh, my <laughs> partner's uh, parents, which luckily this year they're not the ones who cooked. It was her stepsister, uh, which was her first time to cooking a turkey, and I have to say we lucked out. Um, because her oven is Good. shit. <laughs> um, but I, I, for me, it's the cranberry sauce, for sure. Uh, and uh, 
green bean casserole is my fucking number one fave for some reason like i know it's not the favorite of everyone else but for me and this year i went all fucking out guys i made i didn't use canned soup uh mushroom soup i fucking chopped up the uh mushrooms the night before i sauteed them i made the fucking like everything and i threw the green beans on top like mixed it in it was like frozen frozen i didn't use fresh because all the budget whatever and it still ta- you know it still tastes good and i get the fucking yeah. fried onions on there but this oven dude like it burnt the onions and left the fucking like ca- casserole cold and i'm like how you were in there for uh-huh. 10 minutes how, how did you get fucking scorched? So I watched people not eat it, and I'm like, I don't blame you because the un- it was the burnt onion taste. But when we got home, we just fucking right. peeled that Peel thing off, off like a skin, and I, uh, we've been I, eating it every day since. It's good uh, because we got fresh top and onions. But my god, I I'm like, yeah, I'm good now. I don't need to eat it five fucking days straight. See, but that's uh, my favorite that's the thing, thing about Thanksgiving the leftovers. That's my Not favorite the, part. Yeah, yeah, but we're eating large portions of the yeah. one thing because we're trying to get through what was made for like uh, ten people. Yeah, we. I always miss out on them because uh, another thing I was going to talk about that I did recently, but I uh, just finished the uh, Chicago TARDIS Doctor Who convention. But it's always the weekend after Thanksgiving, so like the large majority of the leftovers I miss out on the first round. Yeah. Then we like freeze a bunch of it too. So we'll, we'll bring it all back out again here in a week or two, but like, (laughs) yeah, I always like taking the leftovers and it's just like the layer it, like get the leftover potatoes, the gravy, the stuffing, the Turkey, get it all warmed up and just like a slop and then put the cold cranberry sauce on top. Yeah. That's yeah. Fucking just shovel that shit. Right. Just like the Thanksgiving sandwich, you know, that's, That's the way. Right. That's my favorite thing to do with it. But I, I made a pie uh, for this. I, I've been making pies from scratch. Look so, at you. Saw your pie. Yeah. It was a good, good looking pie it, there. It was a good tasting <laughs> pie too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you gonna? Are you thinking about starting to do some savory pies? Maybe. Maybe I, I'd, I'd really, honestly, what I really want to make is rhubarb pie. That's mm. one of my favorites. But yeah. I, I want to start yeah. growing rhubarb. We summer. turned to old women real quick on this podcast real quick. just now. But I'm yeah. not upset yeah. about this. <laughs> not, I, I will say I'll, 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 I'll go on the record as saying I find pumpkin pie to be overrated. Shut up. I, I agree. You shut your whore mouths, both of it's, you. It's, I didn't get I didn't get pumpkin pie this year. I, Apple no, one hey, out. Hey, don't take good. it too far. I, I'm not a hater. I can eat a slice oh, of yeah. pumpkin pie and be fine. Yeah. But but yeah, it's not my favorite. Yeah, it's it's Bastards. to me it's not it's not my go-to. I'd, I'd rather have apple or something like that because it just it feels yeah. like the season more. But uh, anyway, we're talking about a movie tonight. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm upset now. We are. <laughs> oh, I'm angry. <laughs> Ru- ruined Ryan's holiday once and for all. I'm pissing in all your stockings. Right. <laughs> right. Get wet socks stuck to frozen, stuck to your fucking doorknobs. Cold. I think I just created a fucking new trick or treat for winter, huh? <laughs> Give me well, pumpkin we are, pie yeah, we did watch frozen a movie. piss socks. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Continue. One, uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. Brought to us this uh, time by our patron Tony Rodriguez. Thank you, Tony, for the recommendation. Is 1994 comedy Italian comedy horror film Cemetery Man, or proper title Della Morte Della More. Mm-hmm. I'm the watchman of the Buffalora Cemetery. My name's Francesco Della Morte. I don't know how the epidemic started. All I know is that some people, on the seventh night after their death, come back to life. Is it true what they say? That the dead come back to life here at night? With your consent, I'd like to marry Nagy. Not as long, dear, as I've got a breath in my body. We'll fix that right away. Stop. Killing the dead. If you don't want the dead coming back to life, why don't you just kill the living? Are you listening to me? Don't you believe me? No. Tough. So, I get you a, a quick synopsis of this one before we dive in. Something is causing the dead to rise from their graves as flesh-eating zombies, and cemetery custodian Francesco Della Morte grows tired of killing them all for the second time. 
However, the town's politicians won't listen to him, so Francesco is on his own. Bad reading. One day he falls for a beautiful <laughs> woman whose husband has recently died, but their affair is tragically interrupted by zombies. Sending Francesco into a happens. tailspin of madness and woe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As they often are. Yeah. This Can't is go considered right. to be like a cult <laughs> classic, right? Yeah, this, yeah. Yes, this is a cult classic. One of the more modern kind of Italian horror classics, apparently, yeah. Um, which which leads me into my next question, and I, I think it's a unanimous. I know the answer, but this is the first time seeing this for you guys. Yeah, I had never even heard of it before, I don't think. Yeah, I, I will okay. say I, I, I'm the guy who knows Tony. Hi, Tony. Uh, I, I feel like <laughs> he's been pushing this one on me for a little while, so I'm kind of glad to finally yeah. do it. It's like I always have, like, I think it's fair to say always have the best intentions when someone suggests a thing, but life life has its ways, and then it comes Right. I, um, yeah, hadn't seen this one before, but I... The whole time I was watching it with Rupert Everett on the screen, it cracked me up because that's the yeah. voice of of Prince Charming in the Shrek movies. And so, yes. all, and I, <laughs> unfortunately, I've seen all of those way too many times because I have two kids. Um, oh, I went for mm. Dr. Claw from the live-action Inspector oh, Gadget. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, or yeah. That too. my yeah. best friend's wedding. I don't. Yeah. It, it, it's not because I've seen the movie. It's because I watched the VHS of Men in Black so many fucking times the that preview. that was on yeah. there. And we mentioned that in our <laughs> Men in Black review which but, you guys should check out <laughs> yeah so i just keep hearing his yeah. voice and all i can think of is shrek 2 yeah. um but uh, yeah what a strange movie oh yeah it is a very strange movie I, and i think that's probably where how, how it's gotten to its uh kind of cult status is because it's very it's very weird it's also very italian if you've seen a lot of italian oh, yeah. horror films where where it's uh, it, it's very competently made, competently acted, uh, has some interesting special effects, but narratively, it's just out there somewhere. Like, the story doesn't necessarily uh, go together well. They're like puzzle pieces that don't quite fit. So, um, yeah, which is, which is common of some, some of the other Italian, you know, classics, cult classics, a lot of Argento's work and, and Fulci's work, and etc. Mm-hmm. Um it's a cert, it's a style. Like I figured out after you know seeing enough of these films over time that it's, you know, I think it's an intentional or semi-intentional thing. Like it's just not what's important to these filmmakers is making like, you know, a, a well-knit like narrative. <laughs> it's, know, it's more it's more about the shock value. It's more about the style and the. It's yeah. kind of like when somebody like takes like a goes to a slushy machine and they're just mixing like. Not all of them, not all the flavors, but certain flavors together because it looks the prettiest. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, well, does it taste? Doesn't matter. It's about the aesthetic. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, oh I'm not going to drink this. I'm going to look at this. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Francesco lives in the cemetery, like in this shack. Yes. In the small And when we say shack, shack, it is yeah. a fucking shack. And it it's... Just there's a lot of weird stuff going on to introduce these characters. You find out that um, you've got Francesco living in a shack in the cemetery uh, along with um, Nagi, who yeah. is mm-hmm. his uh, like grave digger essentially, uh, and he's yeah he's, his his friend, but also his kind of coworker. Yeah, yeah. Who only says nah, nah, nah. nah. That's all he yeah. says. Um, it's like and a he's, broken. It's, he's kind of like a, a broken curly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and then you, but then you like find one out too many knocks in the head. That, but there are like kids in the town have started a rumor that that Francesco's impotent, which is yeah. just like kids. I don't know kids, by the way, is a very loose like, term. Yeah, yeah. They're like maybe supposed to be teenagers, but are definitely actually guys in their mid twenties. Yeah, that, like, ride motorcycles. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kind of transplanted into like 1990s. Well, and, it, and this is hard because it very much doesn't like make a point that it's not set in the 90s, but it's also like in a small, like kind of, kind of rural Italian town, and so it could really be about any time post 1950, and you wouldn't really get a different story here. So, yeah. but yeah, you, you got your quote unquote teenagers on motorcycles, kind of straight out of a 1950s movie, is I guess where I was going with that, but. I will say, but when you when we describe like all these complicated bits, 
uh, going on in this fucking town. The for me personally, the best part is just Francisco's just dead at this point. Like he's just so like what yeah whatever. <laughs> like he's just so he, yeah, fucking even when tired. we meet him, he's just just like. It, yeah, it's just, an, like, totally over everything about his life and what's going on. Yeah. Right, he's just like, I'm just doing what I fucking barely need to. Which is fucking kill the, like, the undead. And it's just at this point, yeah. you're like, God, I feel this energy. When, <laughs> he just treats it as, like, it's kind of like a job, you know, just an annoying job. And his job just, like, just a bullshit job, more right? responsibilities, you know, like... <laughs> It's like, oh, you know, the dead, you know, some of them, they come back to life after seven days, and I have to kill them. (laughs) God. And uh, it's like, maybe, you know, perhaps I should tell the authorities, and eventually he ends up trying to tell the authorities who, uh, you know, the mayor doesn't take him seriously, just kind of, like, talks around him in circles. um, Yeah, it's like Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. It's like the mayor from Jaws. Um, the, the, The way that the story unfolds, the pacing of it, the kind of bizarre things that don't really track. It, it reminds me of like an independent, edgy graphic novel. Mm, yeah. You know, like, yeah, like a, I can see that. You know, something that you you you, know, you pick up at the comic shop that you know is like the you know the store owner's pick because it's really strange. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it it falls. It, it just kind of flows that way. Um, it almost has that feeling because it's it's almost episodic enough that it could be like a four part graphic mm-hmm. novel. Like you have this, uh, yeah, and it 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 doesn't it kind of changes shape uh, as the movie goes on right. um, narratively um, through his different like crises. I would want to say stages of his romance, but it's all oh, like yeah. these romantic complications that he has that keep getting interrupted by zombies and murder. You know, essentially. Um, Romantic is, uh, you know, certainly in in air quotes because it's kind of there. This movie has a very weird sense of what romance is, and I'm just this gonna, this you know, movie has a really weird universe, sense of what a like, story <laughs> is. <laughs> yes, yeah. that too. Yeah. But, um, um, well, because then he he falls in love with, as you mentioned in the summary, uh, with this woman because he sees her at her husband's funeral. Yep. And it's, yeah, totally just, like, a love at first sight. It's played that way, like, you know. That's, like, the one thing he claims that he wants, too. He just wants to find a lover. That's the one thing that he wants out of this world is to find a lover. And it happened around, and he says it around the same time he sees her. uh, Grieving over her well-endowed husband, as she makes very well known. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and nothing what, like hitting a... on like a recent widow, only for her to like snap back and say like, "My, he may have been like, oh, we didn't mention, there is a significant age gap between the widow and um, the fucking uh, now deceased husband, yeah. and it's probably like yes. what forty yeah. years. <laughs> like it is yes. significant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he did not die from like uh, an accident or something. It was probably natural causes. So. Yeah. He, 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 well, was, and he, he was ready. <laughs> it, it's just yeah. that they introduced this, you know, love at first sight infatuation so early on in the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it it kind of threw me off, like just in the way I'm I guess used to films and their pacing. Usually, it you'd be introducing this character and this potential love interest after you've gotten to know your male lead. Dude, the first case, five the minutes he's fucking killing zombies. It, yeah, it's it's just <laughs> yeah. it's it it jumps quite a lot. It's a little jarring. Yeah, you think this is how the whole movie is gonna go, but yeah. it's just like no, I'm just yeah. I'm just giving you a starting off point. We're going on a fucking journey, my friends. Well, and then <laughs> when he he makes this kind of soliloquy, what you were talking about about finding a lover, and like you you know he already from the the narration that he's done that he wants a change in his life. He's yeah. just jaded as fuck. Like he's just over it. Like, his closest and friend is a guy who only says, nah. So he's just yeah. like, I'm ready. Yeah. Which, at times, I was going to say that when we were talking about Nagi, but at times their relationship is endearing, and at oh, other times yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, Abusive. you're not quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it depends. It just depends on what scene it is, on, on what their relationship really is. And um, so, yeah, I, I figured when he meets this girl that the the romance, because it mentioned somewhere in a synopsis or some some awareness I had of this movie at some point that there was a it was there's a romantic plot to it. Um, so, yeah, I was figuring that was going to be the crux of the movie was him kind of following that along. And I assumed something along the lines of zombies or, you know, we're going to get involved because we've already seen them. Um, but you assume I know wrong. what kind of movie this is. Yeah. 
And within the next five to ten minutes of the film, they go through all of that, and it's done. Like, they have a relationship. They fornicate on the grave, you know, on the <laughs> on the uh, dead husband's grave. Like because she, she didn't want to yeah, keep like anything from her husband. Yeah, she wanted to make sure he was aware, right? Yeah. yeah. How nice of her. Um, and then, you know, she dies. <laughs> like, it gets bitten by get bitten by the corpse of her dead husband, who apparently was not happy about it because he came out of the grave, so. Yeah, and she um, allegedly dies of a heart attack. Yes. That was fucking cool. If, if, if that's how you read what exactly happens, because they, uh, later there's this discussion, little bit of discussion about whether she was really dead or not the first time around, so anyway. Yeah, yeah. we'll get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because then he's, he's so, yeah. pretty distraught over it, but then he keeps seeing her as other women. Or there mm-hmm. are other or women. There are other women, but he's seeing them as, as her. Yeah, I'm not really sure. None of them have there. names. Yeah. Like, yeah. she never has a name, either. Like, it's the same actress, but never. They're never given a name. Yeah, yeah the character's name on the cast list is she. she. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So... Yeah, and she keeps appearing, and 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 I, you know, like this movie at, you know, it, being Ita- being Italian, I kind of expected, but I also think it's a little on it's it's attempting to be a little on the artsy side as well as being like a zombie splatter thing. So, I, I kind of just read that as like he's seeing her in all of these people, but then she just keeps appearing and like mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. and also says like I feel like I know you. Like, mm-hmm. but there's also like slowly as the movie develops is like a questioning of the reality around him in general. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. So there's and, the, like a dissolving of the fucking like mind. Um, and only does this movie start to make any sense at all once reality starts to fall apart around it, and you're like, oh, okay. So I'm not supposed to be invested in like, anything. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> that's where it's at. Like, okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Meanwhile, but that makes sense. The character, the main character himself, is not invested. Yeah. So it's an interesting take to make also the audience invested, but not invested as well. Um, like I can right. kind of see the artsy attempt there. And speaking of artsy, uh, meanwhile, Nagi becomes <laughs> obsessed with uh, Valentina, yeah. who the is mayor. the mayor's teenage daughter. Yep. Yes. Who gets decapitated. In a motorcycle accident. Wait, and so fucking after, quick. After he, th- after he throws up on after her. After he throws, he throws up, up on, on her. Season, her. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh my uh, god. No, wait, wait, yeah. wait. We have which, to take a second which to Which they all react to pretty pretty okay. Like, right. Just like, Literally <laughs> throws up on her. Goes, oh, boy for, other guy comes on a photo, motorcycle, <laughs> hops on and drives off. Ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, what happened? Oh, she, he threw up on me. Oh, want to go for a ride? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, wow, so fucking chill. Yeah, Della Marte is essentially just like, oh, yeah, he does that. He gets excited sometimes. Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. everyone was like fucking bothered. (laughs) So then Nagi digs up her head, which is reanimated, and puts her inside a broken TV, and they have a nice little romance going for a while. Yeah. It's It's actually kind of cute. It's and he's not. She's not just in the TV all the time. He carries her around yep. as well. Or she follows him, so. as a head. Oh right, she right. Just yep, she does kind of. Cr- yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's. Oh yeah, how she? I, I still endearing. don't understand how that worked either. It's it's so creepy that it's endearing, but I agree. It's kind of like one of the lighter, funnier parts of the movie is right. their like relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. But yeah. so so here's the thing. Like follow. You can't even follow the the Wikipedia synopsis for this. Because there's so much other <laughs> shit that happens in between. Like, from the moment of the decapitation that Joe just mentioned, or Joe mentioned, like, the vomit and shit, to, to when they hook up, there's a whole other thing in between where, uh, you know, like, everyone in the motorcycle gang dies from decapitation, or some fucking form. Like, she dies of decapitation, but they all die. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But before they come back to life, a fucking, like, just parade of fucking, like, Cub Scouts fucking come to life like boy scouts and shit and he's just fucking forgot, yeah. blasting them a fucking way yeah, he, he i don't know how the troop of boy scouts or whatever actually died but he yeah the resurrected boy scouts are one of the like because because throughout the movie there are just like these episodic moments because we know he has to kill the zombies yeah. every night essentially so like 
we just get we get a couple of scenes and then all of a sudden we'll get a couple of scenes of him blowing some zombies away and then it's off to the next thing yeah. so and that whole thing is like there it's just nagi has headphones on he's not paying attention as this whole fucking fight scene goes on in the fucking background which side note mm. nagi is the grossest fucking eater in the whole film <laughs> and i'm glad it's fucking acknowledged yeah. like the yes. shit that this man is stuffing in his face this actor deserves an oscar <laughs> for the things the ways he had to eat but then after after the after the boy scouts then the fucking the motorcycle game pops out with a fucking like fucking uh graveyard yeah. in their motorcycles because they were legitly buried with their fucking motorcycles <laughs> yep. I, I i love it it makes no sense at all but i love the aesthetic of the blasting out of the earth on the motorcycles yes. and the whole <laughs> It's just the silliest thing. So. It's like it's like yeah. Burton without Burton, Tim Burton. You know, yeah. Some, like, I, I actually, I actually said like this is kind of like a, a very adult Tim Burton movie in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, this does have the yeah, fun yeah. of a like of that I, I, Tim Burton esque. Whatever you find fun in Tim Burton in certain degrees, like darker Tim like, Burton. Yeah, earlier Tim Burton was a yeah. lot more fun, I think, than when he. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But yeah, there's like these do, fun yeah. things happen and. And like I said, then then the fucking like fucking romance with the head happens, and that's all in a span of like ten, not even like maybe five minutes, maybe six minutes, seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's less than ten. Like this movie yep. goes, man. <laughs> yeah, and then in in between that going on is we get the second version of the character of she that comes with. Oh is my the god, mayor's new assistant or something along those lines, and that one's even more whether, fucked up. Yep. And uh, she has a, a phobia of sorts of being penetrated. So yep. she's vowed to never have penetrative sex of any sort. Um, so oh. De La Marte decides that, you know, well, finding the love of his life a second time is too good of a mer- uh, you know, too good to pass up either way. So he's going to have himself, uh, first he tries chemically castrating himself, then decides just to have, you know, everything lopped off by the doctor. And, um, like, what a jump for a woman that you just met. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's these a kids pass. these days. This is the point of the movie where I was following. Like, it already was silly, but this is the point where I was like, "Whoa!" Narrative like left field here. We're gonna have this subplot of him getting himself castrated to fall well, in love with this woman. It's funny because like, he he's made fun of for being impotent. He's not, but he's made right. fun of for it. Meets a woman that's for the second time ish. <laughs> Who wants him to be yeah. impotent, wants to get his dick chopped off, doctor says, no, instead, I'm too wheezy, I can't destroy this thing, instead whips out this fucking comically large <laughs> syringe full of, like, just the most rusty, yellow-looking liquid, and just... Yeah. And perform some sort of a procedure, which we can all imagine, uncomfortably imagine what it probably oh, was. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. quite the spell. Which only renders him impotent temporarily. Yes. <laughs> yes. Although he thinks it's permanent, that we find out later. Yeah. Not the case. But yeah. But g- good for him. But gets that yeah. So back. in the meantime, he he's like, "Yay! I, I I've taken <laughs> care of the problem. Don't work no yeah. more." <laughs> yeah. And she ends up not going with him anyway. Yeah. I don't know if we should talk about why. It's a very quick turnaround, but it's... It is. It's a rough one. It's like... Uh, e- even in 1994 context, it's kind of a, like, e. That's not... Essentially gets assaulted finds out by yep. the mayor, finds out, oh, I like this stuff, decides I'm going to marry the mayor, but don't worry, I still love you. Like, all in one strike, just run-on sentence. <laughs> yep. She's very quickly like, oh, yeah, you know, by the way, the mayor, yeah, he raped me. But I ended up liking it, so I'm going to marry him. I'm just going to say, um, after... Th- since you, I still love you, but since you're impotent, I'm going to marry him. Yeah. So. <laughs> going forward, I don't blame him for certain to just randomly kill people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, this. it kind of makes sense at yeah. this point. And it but, starts happening you know. around this point that, like, he's just... Was it... Was, is this the point in the movie where he has a conversation with death or is that after the oh, third? No, this is the, this is It's the around the same where, time. Yeah. Again, this movie's like yeah. fucking jigsaw pieces. Like trying to remember it <laughs> as well. It is. Um and Wikipedia I, It's is a great scene though. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. T- tell it, tell it, tell it. It is good. Yeah, I don't know. He he he's out doing his zombie thing in the graveyard one night and uh 
a headstone that's shaped like, you know, the Grim Reaper. Yep. Uh, starts to talk to him and tells him, like, what are you doing killing all these dead people? you got to stop killing the dead people. you got to start killing the living ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, holy uh, and shit. Essentially, that's kind of his exact words. It's like, yeah, you know, take your gun and go into town and kill some living people. Like, basically, I, I need some more or whatever I, he's going for. Um, it's a kind great, of a cool it, depiction of death, though. It is. I, I like it. I, I, I like the. Um, I don't know what you call it. I don't know if it's a makeup or a, a mask or what. What I guess it was a mask. I don't. I, what is trying to think? I'm not sure. It's an actor or if it was just uh, like a puppet. Totally yeah. puppet. Yeah. But but it's it was simple. It was simple but effective. And I think this movie mm-hmm. does that actually quite a bit with some certain things uh, with its aesthetics. Is that like it's not a lot, but it's enough, and it's kind of cool. Yeah. And and. I may interrupt for just a second because I and we'll get back to it, but like I really like the um, aesthetic of a lot of those like zombie and dead you're gonna creatures. say it. The you're gonna say I was gonna say creative and cool. Yeah. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like and and we need to make sure and talk about that because it's my favorite thing about like yeah the, the yeah, roots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the way that things just grow through them and all the and like, it's kind of like so. it kind of hints that maybe the great because the graveyard is called. Uh, Essentially, resurrection, like yeah. those who 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 those were rise again or whatever who fall will rise again. Yeah, Re- resurrectionist. That's it. The, yeah, Latin maybe. Yeah. But like when like when he went down to uh, where did he take the, his first love? Like down into the catacombs, into or, a into something a like that. Some, yeah. But you see yep. just all the like the skulls lined around and the vo- like the the roots and shit weave through them. And throughout, you notice that, like, the dead, like, the root system's going through their caskets, and when they come out, there's roots on them and shit. So it's kind of like this unaddressed thing of just, like, is this some evil botany? What? <laughs> like, well, it's, there's, yeah. there's also the weird little floaty light things, which are clearly oh God. on strings. <laughs> you can fucking see oh, the strings. Oh, yeah. You can see the, the strings. strings are really obvious at times, yep. Yeah. Um. But overall, yeah, I, I love the design of it. The um, yeah, the zombies look really cool. Um, I, I that the root thing really stuck out to me too. I thought that was neat. But it also had and it's kind of appropriate because we just covered a number of his movies. But it also has a little bit of a 1990s Peter Jackson style. Yeah. It sure it does. It felt more yeah. like that to me than Tim Burton, to be honest. Yes, yes, very yeah. much, very much. So it, yeah, and I think it's because it leans into the comedy a little harder than mm-hmm. maybe a Burton movie would. Um, I think it was some of the gravestones and the aesthetics of the ca- of the of the shack and the graveyard and some of that. It's stuff. the yeah. it's the like the slight like almost like live action cartoony elements that made me connect to the yeah. Burton thing. But yeah, I, I remember would say when I Peter Jackson after what we've watched. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. Eric. I remember when I originally kind of heard of this movie uh, years back. Um, it was kind of pitched as, and it might have even been something they used to sell it here, but it was kind of pitched as this, the Italian Evil Dead, like, um, and I can, yeah, see, I can that see that too. Like, yeah. I see where they have a bit of that. Like, it's not quite as slapsticky as as Sam Raimi's movies, but um, yeah, anyway. yeah, I can see that. But yeah. so going going forward, he's kind of occasionally going on some shooting sprees like he completely kills the fucking like at, at this point he, he kills the kids mm-hmm. the rest of the motorcycle kids that didn't die in the you know, yep the, crash uh, the ones whatever. who call him impotent and shit uh yep. and then then at this point he meets the third incarnation mm-hmm. of his love this time as a prostitute and at that point when he finds out about like after they hook up and shit like he goes and like oh hey essentially her pimp like we use like this is how we pay for our college and shit so if you just pay us and that's where he says i'm done and he just puts a she's like i'm goes back upstairs loves like i'm cold he goes i'll take care of that and puts a fucking space heater in her bed and just puts a blanket over it and like walks out and she's like "Mm." and then fucking see the whole fucking apartment on fire (laughs) yeah he just torches it and leaves yep yep He's yeah. like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm done. He has that moment of like, you know, I found everything I've wanted, kind of thing, and and he, and even his equipment works again miraculously, and uh, yeah, and then finds out that she is a prostitute, and not, yeah, and I don't know, 
it's it's a it's a very bad yeah I mean, he's he's already from the from the conversation with death in the graveyard i kind of read that as the moment he snaps because every nothing everything he does after this is just it definitely planted you know, the seed it's like if we're going to use like yeah. the root analogy it definitely planted the seed in his head that after certain events allowed for it to grow and fester um yep and after this point and this movie does this and and as we talk about it more and more it starts to I start to think that it's a lot more clever than maybe I was giving it credit for, but um, it it starts at that moment. I started to question whether any of this was ever real, whether he's actually shooting zombies in the cemetery, whether any of this stuff is, or whether he's just slowly been going mad this whole time. Yeah, and he was always going to be this, you know, and and so yeah, maybe the nonsense narrative and some of the extremes of of the relationships and such are really all a lot smarter and built into that kind of concept of him slowly losing grips with reality well it starts like i hate to say it but it gets a little bit fun like right after that where it's like uh like right away like his friend he finds out his friend like killed his wife and and daughter and also took credit for like the burden of the prostitutes in the building and he was confused by Mm -hmm. it goes to visit his friend in the hospital which is one of the funniest fucking scenes in the movie Despite how kind of a like, grotesque it is, because every time like someone comes into the room, a nun, a nurse, and a doctor. Oh, sorry, go in order: nurse, doctor, nu- uh, nun, doctor, nurse. And each mm-hmm. time he's just like blows them away, but has like a witty comment, and it's just like I'm conflicted here because this is funny. But also, yep. come from a land of mass shootings. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, and and Franco, the friend, was a character that was not really well developed. There's no. one scene earlier where I think they have a conversation where they he talk wor- about how... He works in the documents, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and that people get them... Con- or at one point, used to get them confused for one another, and that kind of plays into, like, how... I don't know, how he the ending how he gets blamed for all of it but i don't know i didn't i didn't really catch it and it's like two lines long to to explain that and it doesn't really matter at the end of it but yeah the hospital scene is pretty interesting and it's it's this really um like they shot it on a big empty soundstage devoid of light except for the like little barriers yeah that they built a hospital room out of but it works and it's very effective. It's just like spotlit mm-hmm. and like. Well, yeah, the way that the the people that kept coming in every time one person died and come in, like the way they reacted to the environment also makes one suggest like something's not right, like kind of like nonchalant <laughs> about yeah. the, some of the dead bodies. Um, yeah, then, that's it. All of this is starting to like you're seeing everything from somebody who's truly losing their minds perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, and it's yeah. something about this entire world that this film has created is just not right. Like, yeah. And it doesn't care about whatever he does, like right. Yeah. Like he can't do he... anything. He can't do anything heinous enough to make anybody like react to it. Yeah. Like it's almost like that cold, like dead. You know, when he opens the movie in this kind of just like, um, I don't know, this jaded over his life kind of mood that he he is in the the whole movie. Like he. It's almost like he just can't get anyone to notice, or he can't, yeah. like, he can't do anything bad enough to. Yeah, like, I mean, just like he's trying to get the mayor's attention, like, hey, the, the dead are coming the dead back are coming to back life. to life, right? Yeah. It's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's like the mayor from Jaws. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yep. You're gonna vote he's for me again, too right? Worried about. <laughs> yeah. Your weird friend threw up on my decapitated daughter, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't mention that the, the daughter uh, actually. Uh, the head of the daughter is actually what kills the mayor and choo- chews his throat out. Oh, yeah. By by flying across the room at yep. him. And it's a great, great moment, too. But. And she was just so uh, happy about it and just, oh, daddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, that was great. Um, but, yeah, you know, world's <laughs> unraveling. He's like, Nani, get in the car. We're leaving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's had it with here. Off. Yep. Yep. And that's that ends up, you know, as we get to the end of the movie, then it gets really strange, um, mm-hmm. kind of approaching David Lynch style, <laughs> weird. Um, yep. Yeah. Kind Drives of, out of town, in which he informs us for the first time that that's as far as he's ever 
been. Like, yeah, yeah. I would I would say the ending's a little bit on the Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. Level. I could see that. <laughs> at this point. Um. But yeah, like literally at the end of the world, falling apart, and then Nani gets a, a head injury, and he has to debate whether or not he has to shoot him. Yeah. Uh, and then Nani speaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To which Delamorte replies, Nah. Nah. <laughs> and, and then zoom out, there they are in a snow globe. Yep. Boom! <laughs> Just fucking yeah. saint out. Because if you're going to go random in a fucking movie like, uh, like Cemetery Man, you're going to end it with the saint <laughs> elsewhere fucking ending, like, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's going to stop us? I, I can honestly say this was a movie that at the end of it, I literally looked around like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I was looking forward to this conversation because I really don't even know what to think of it still. Yeah, I, this conversation's helped. I had a bit of the same thing, like, wow, I had a lot of fun watching that, but it did not make a whole lot of, like, narratively, I don't, like, it was just like they were throwing stuff at the wall to see what would yeah. stick and, like, just, just putting a script together based on that, but... As, as we started to talk about it and some of the, like, themes, now I'm starting to, like, tie in, like, oh, okay, that, I feel like all that... It's starting to come together a little bit. All of that is, well, it doesn't really come together as much as I feel like it's intentional. It's invoking a mood. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's it's getting you into the headspace that Delamarte's in, and then, yeah, so... It's, it's about be. It's about existing in an absurd world, and how does one exist in an absurd world? You accept that it's absurd, and you never understand it. That's the only way you get a peace of mind, and that's kind of what I feel like is the theme of this kind of film. That's what I got out of yeah. it. Uh, but maybe that's also yeah. me trying to apply that philosophy to it. <laughs> I'm sure it is a little bit, but yeah, I, no, I think I definitely think there's some some choices in there that. That's certainly one of the goals of the filmmakers is to kind of put you in that place. This but, definitely know. feels like a movie where it's intentionally left up to viewer interpretation. And yes. definitely a movie you need to watch with multiple people. Yeah, I, I think it's another... Well, as most of the movies we end up doing on here are, I think they're they're good social movies because this is going to give yeah. you some shit to talk about. And, mm-hmm. you mean, during and, you know, and as you get done with it. So, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy ending, and then I, I'm still not sure what I make of the ending necessarily, except that you know it just adds into that unreality of the whole situation. So, um, I'm, I didn't actually make any or... like grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't re- make any grand like headcanon about what's really going on. I just kind of went, huh, <laughs> and yeah. just left it at that. So yeah, that's kind of maybe that's the that maybe that's yeah. the intention. It's just like you don't need to walk out of this having any kind of. Perf- found thing or if you did it's yours to keep but well and whatever it away. is whatever <laughs> is is you know Delamorte is still trapped in his life in this life like it, there's no way yeah. out it's just uh, and we're all trapped in ours yeah it's time mm, to review so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's a cool one um other things to talk about in this one um which we got we talked a little bit about the special effects. I thought that was so, most of the fun. Most of the fun stuff was the kind of horror zombie moments in it, um, yeah. which are quite a few. It has a lot, and the designs are great. Like each set of zombies is a little different, and don't they do cool things with them? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Everything would... special effects wise on this, I was pretty impressed with, except for the little. I mean, I, it didn't necessarily bother me. I got a chuckle out of it, but the little floating light things, like yeah, the strings were not hidden well but it was a fun practical effect minus like the weird strain and like obvious somebody's just jigging um (laughs) but like interacting with the blue flame like he's touching it and shit and i'm like interested like Mm -hmm. because as far as i know that's just a fucking cotton ball on fire (laughs) or some kind of effect yeah yeah um but but, uh it's all practical so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. which is which is cool because by this time movies were starting to try so (laughs) like you feel this like you feel the grittiness in this movie Mm -hmm. like when he's in his little like hut like the fucking like old wood and just like everything there's there's something to get there's a dampness you can just pick up yeah like watching this movie i'm like i feel like i'm wearing wet socks like cold wet socks and i'm barefoot but i can feel it (laughs) (laughs) choice to have sex Um, in this area (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a crypt. Lots, lots of graveyard sex in this. Outdoors, indoors. Lots of... Yeah. Um... I believe, and I can't say, it, there's no mention of it on the uh, Wikipedia page, but I believe that the special effects, or at least some of them, were done by uh, Sergio Stivaletti, who did a lot of work with, I think, both of the aforementioned mm-hmm. Italian masters, like mm-hmm. Fulci and uh, Argento. Um, I'm looking now, but I swear I saw his name in the credits, and then there's no mention of him on Wikipedia, so it's failed me yet mm-hmm. again. Or did he ever um, exist? But... Oh, there you yeah. go. He's stuck in a snow globe. Uh, <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. yeah. And then there was a there was discussion of a sequel at one point, but oh, right, um, yeah. uh, never really materialized, um, which would be kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know how they do a sequel to this, but... Yeah. But considering that like a... the movie itself kind of went all over the place, I mean, I guess you could just do a sequel, or just more all over the place. Just do more. Doesn't yeah. this have like, yeah. a, like a loose Dylan dog connection as well somewhere same director i believe oh is it i believe um um so this is directed by uh, michel sove mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know if it's uh i don't know not familiar with whether or not it's the same director but um he has had a long career and done a lot of films i know so okay. um, he is the creator of the comic dylan dog oh okay that's what it is, oh, okay. and that makes a lot more sense. Mm. Not a lot. Special effects. Yeah. <laughs> a lot for Cemetery Special Man. Special effects were yeah. uh, were done by Sergio Civiletti, and I, I misspoke. I don't think he ever worked with uh, Lucio Fulci, but he did work with Lamberto Bava and extensively with Dario Argento. So. Oh, okay. 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 So much Italian. I feel like we're at the yeah. Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so. That's yeah, what I'll this, order this next time I, they ask for the endless soup. I ask for the nagi. You mean nah. the noki? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I want a plate of spaghetti, a ham sandwich on top of that, and then more spaghetti on top of that. And then you're just gonna it high, eat it with and I'm gonna your eat fist. It. Yeah, with and my like, fist. Yeah. And let it like fall out of your mouth everywhere. Oh yeah. fucking god, dude! I I loved that performance. I mean, it was gross, but yeah, he mm-hmm. he did a great job. He was the fun. actor that yeah. played Nagi. Was yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really really enjoyed Rupert Everett in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned a lot of his other roles, and I think, but um, I've never seen him in the in a movie this like young before. So. Yeah, he he really uh, did a lot with this role, and I think he's great in this movie. And I'm surprised he's not a little bit more of a, like this character, a little bit more of like a goth teenage icon, like you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, surprised it didn't catch yeah, on a little true. more because he's just got that kind of yeah I don't know he's a that morose kind of a chain smoking cemetery attendant who is you know longing for a lost love and all this <laughs> yeah <that's>, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah I'm surprised like our generation of people didn't latch onto this character a little bit more he's yeah, yeah God really forbid well, we see really him well on Tinder or something like a Tinder profile for this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think if somebody hasn't made a fake one yet, you. Uh, oh yeah. my God! <laughs> Jesus, love short walks in the cemetery. <laughs> carry sharp weapon, or carry a heavy weapon or a gun, shit like that. Open to sex in the crypt. <laughs> open. <Jesus. No. laughs> Wow. Not just opened, it's it's necessary now. It's necessary. It's the only way now. <laughs> may or may not be impotent. <laughs> you choose. Dealer's, dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. <laughs> so do we have any uh final thoughts and grades for Cemetery Man? Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I'll I'll start if that if you don't mind. Um I wasn't sure what to think of this one. I knew it only by reputation going in, and and fr- from the reputation it has, I expected it to uh, be very enjoyable to my taste. It seems like right in there, and it was not what I expected. But that's not necessarily bad. It was it was it actually uh, surprised me in a lot of good ways as well. So, um, it was a little bit jarring watching the first time because I think just as American 
film audiences, we have a certain expectation for like what a film is supposed to be, and it's going to be deliberate about what it's about. It's going to be deliberate in its genre choices and such. And every time you step outside of that into like European or into a lot of Asian cinema, that they don't have those same considerations. Um, and this definitely has that going on. It's funny at points. It's a horror film at points. It's total nonsense at points. It's just everywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I Overall, by the time I got to the end of it, I had decided, like, well, that was pretty fun. I'm not sure what the hell any of it was about. And I'm not sure it, had, it even made good choices about what it was about as a story. But aesthetically, special effects-wise, and, like, the, you know, the, the mood that the movie invoked... I generally enjoyed it quite a bit. So I, I get why this is kind of a cult classic. Like, it's... You don't see a lot of things like this, especially in 1994. Most of the weird Italian horror films all go date back to, like, the you know, the 70s and such that we're usually talking about. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's maybe not uh, going to land on top ten ever movies for me, but I'm glad that Tony recommended it because it's one that I kind of knocked off my cult movie wall of shame. And... Uh, I think for for me, I'm gonna give this one a B. I want to give it a B. I was I was right at B minus before, but I think our I, I've appreciated a few things about it since talking about it with you guys. So like, yeah, yeah I, uh, I I kind of echoed the, a lot of the same feelings actually. Like um, I didn't really know uh, going into this, but you know. Like I said, like, Tony, I know, suggested it to me in the past, and, like, I know, like, it has to be a good reason. Like, I, I trusted him with it. And I'm glad we finally got the opportunity to uh, watch it, and uh, it's it's a journey. It's a journey movie. That's what it is. It's about the, the ride, and the ride makes no fucking sense. But that's kind of, like, <laughs> that's the lesson learned here. It's just, like, it's just like you, either you're going to enjoy it or you don't, and that's it. That's purely it. Um... And, like, there's so many cool elements in this, like, visually, cinematography, so on, that's just, like, it's it's just kind of cool, I, I will admit. And it does vibe well, and it was mentioned earlier by you guys, uh, an Evil Dead feel. Like, an Evil Dead 2 forward kind of, like, feel. And it's just, like, that really does vibe with me, uh... Uh, the, the, the the story is fucking nonsense. It is it is no one no one is pretending otherwise who's ever talked about this movie from what I understand. Uh, and and like and that's fine. Typically I'm a person who does kind of double down on those things it, it seems like, but um, I'm also fine with letting go as long as the movie can be fun. And this movie had some fun bits. We had some uh, pretty endearing characters mainly like not many. It's just the two for the most part, but I enjoyed them nonetheless, like, mm -hmm. uh, Nani and, um, Francisco, like, that, that, that Perrin, uh, is not, like, an uncommon type Perrin, but I, I, I enjoyed it, and definitely, like, the way that, uh, relationship near the end of the movie is, like, that realization with Francisco is, like, oh, you're actually probably, like, the greatest friend that I have, my best friend, um, and then, like, that, that switch, like, that it's like that was kind of weirdly sweet after everything that you yeah. fucking deal with and a i guess in yeah. a weird way he did find love he just found it in a you know, a different way in a snow globe um but <laughs> the nonsense of this movie like it it does annihilate my my logical brain and the need for like some structure but the chaotic element in me was just like yeah now like push that guy to the side like yeah this is for me <laughs> it's like okay at least somebody's getting getting something out of it um is it perfect no is it fun yes uh definitely watch with groups i do recommend this movie uh tony you did an amazing job my friend thank you for that uh and keep 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 them coming um have some consistency in their stories occasionally you don't have to go so so crazy but <laughs> It's, uh, but I, I would actually give this a B plus. It was a B for me as well, but like Eric said, I completely agree. When you actually get to talk about this movie and share it with other people, it becomes there's a new level that uh, becomes enjoyable and like, hence a podcast. So that's me. So Joe, um, yeah. I, again, having never really even I, maybe I'd heard the name mentioned of this film before, but I'd never 
heard of anybody who you know talked about it or anything. So I I really didn't even know it was a cult classic until I was getting ready to watch it. Um, performances are are good. The effects are good. I guess what help what hurt me watching it or hurt my experience watching it was just how jarring the the kind of chopped up storyline was. Um, yeah. I and and perhaps it was uh, cultural difference. I don't know, but I don't know. I just had a hard time getting into it um, more than I. I guess when I read the summary, I was like, okay, this sounds kind of nuts, and it certainly is but it was just not as accessible i think as what i was prepared for um so i i had to kind of force myself to stick with it a little bit tighter than i might otherwise you know like oh i have to put a little bit more work into this one for something that's kind of nonsensical um so that was mm-hmm. imagine I mean, if imagine experience. if this is a character that dealt with like more lovecraftian story yeah, i don't i mean or... one could make the argument that it, it could be i mean as we've yeah. talked about before anything could be kind of twisted be called lovecraftian but um or, yeah i don't know this one just kind of i kept waiting for it to really hit a button but it i and maybe it was because we just got done watching a bunch of peter jackson movies i kept kind of feeling like this just feels like a peter jackson knockoff which that doesn't make sense <laughs> so i don't know it, it there's nothing certainly wrong with it i would agree with ryan that yeah this would be a fun one to watch in groups um and like a lot of the other movies that we watch in here, as we mentioned before, you kind of have to know what you're getting into. The hard part of this one is it's hard to even know what it is as you're watching it. Um, it felt like the humor in it was there, but it every time there was a gag, I had to remind myself, oh yeah, that's a gag. That's not just a weird, like, so bad it's good. It doesn't have that kind of feel to it. Um, Overall, I didn't dislike it, but it just didn't do a lot for me. But I'm, I can see how other people would really get into it. So I'm gonna give this one a C plus. That makes sense. So, so yeah, kind of a kind of a mix of reviews tonight for Cemetery Man. We'd also love to know what any of our uh, listeners thought of this one. Please feel free to send your thoughts on Cemetery Man um, uh, with us. You can share those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms with the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, or find us on uh, Facebook or Instagram on our main Video Junker podcast pages. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And where we always appreciate your movie picks here on the Video Junkyard podcast, if you want to get your pick knocked up to right up to number one, uh, join us over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash podcast, and for a small donation... You can, just like Tony did this week, uh, help us pick a um, movie for the podcast. Or, you know, many movies for the podcast if you uh, keep subscribing every month. Uh, Also, there's uh, exclusive content several times a year. Um, And yeah, just uh, help us to make a few more of these podcasts that if you've listened this long, you must find some value in. So (laughs) Yeah, participate Um, in the community. Let's build the community. That's... That's right. And we want to thank our, our current patrons, Tony Rodriguez and Scott Stewart. And, um, yeah, I hope you uh, will come back and join us next time as we're going to going to plow into the Christmas season. That was a snow joke if you didn't get that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to be watching uh, uh, one of my favorite Christmas films of all time, Gremlins. And I will fight tooth and nail that it's a Christmas film. And, and after re-watching it uh, recently, it'd be hard to argue that it's not. Um, I and, argue uh, we're gonna Gremlins watch... 2 is even more so. <laughs> uh, maybe someday we'll get to that one as well. Also going to check out a couple of Christmas slashers like we tend to do because the holidays and slashers just go together so well. Uh, Black Christmas and New Year's Evil this year. So, um, Yeah, come back and join us for those. And we want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and hope that if you've enjoyed it, you will share it around. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Miracle Branson. And I'm Ryan's Dice Skull. I forgot my name for a second. <laughs> if you don't want the dead coming back to life, why don't you just kill the living? Are you listening to me? You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep 
We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard <laughs>